Captain's Log, Stardate 75173.1 The station is full of voyagers on this celebratory day in which we honor the moments of discovery over the last 55 years. I cannot help but think of those old scientists and explorers that made way for enterprising individuals of the next generation. Whether serving on Deep Space Nine or the lower decks, we have much to be grateful for at this seemingly animated juncture that even Admiral Picard would come to life at. This episode of These Are the Voyages is dedicated to the 55-year mission. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, another voyage with this here podcast. Speaking all Southernese right now, apparently. Anyways, I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney of These Are the Voyages. Um, and joining me once again for another romp around the cosmos, Lieutenant Commander Eric and um, the other guy, Lieutenant Commander David. How y'all doing, guys? Good to have you back. I'm doing well. You anymore. You're not going to talk to me anymore, David? No. No. Now, I'm just some random thing. It's like I'm some amorphous blob. I want respect, and I want it now. Well, an amorphous blob gets to be on their own show, apparently. True. So, congratulations. You just got your own show, dude. You've been promoted. Eric Sick. stuck with me. But, I mean, that's kind of been the case for, like, the last 20 years, basically. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. So, anyway, we are um, we are actually re- recording on uh, Patriot Day, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So, um a uh, very solemn day here um, in the United States, uh, 20 years since the attack in New York uh, took place. Um, and uh, anyway, for anyone that um, has been directly or indirectly um, um, impacted by that, uh, this particular episode is dedicated to you today. Um, whether it, this, Hopefully this ends up being a good episode, but... Um, you know, much love to to um, anyone and everyone involved, directly or indirectly. It was a very, very memorable day for um, for a lot of us uh, that lived through that. Um, I know, like even on this day, you know, when we're recording, there are people that are, you know, re- recanting, not recanting, recounting. There we go. Uh, where they were, what they were doing, how old they were, how they found out, type of thing. And I'm not saying that we need to to um, go through that again unless we just want to but um anyway uh 20 years since uh september 11 2001 um and everything that happened there so um eric and i were at, at the same high school for pete's sake when it happened so and i'm assuming david was in a different high school yeah yeah that definitely different <laughs> since you weren't in grand blank michigan that's true i was that, not that's there. very true yeah. Home of the Bobcats. Home of the Bobcats, yeah. Hail to the victors, baby. No, not hail to the victors. Eh, close enough. It's fine. Anyway, um, so what have you gents been up to this week? What's been going on in your corners of the Alpha Quadrant? Well, I um still being groomed to take over Carline, which I hate with a 
passion, <laughs> right? Even more now that like I've been like doing it for this whole past week. Really, really dislike it. Um, I've got a lot of grading to do this weekend because the progress reports go out on Monday. So yeah. busy time this week for me. Well, I'm glad that um, that you're moving on up in the world with uh, with pickup duty. I mean, if anyone's going to do it and has to do it, it should be and ought to be you, Eric. I'm just saying. Why me? There's so many other people that were there that have been there longer than me that could do this. And that is exactly why, why you. <laughs> like, no, no. I think I think I know the reason why um, I'm the person that was picked. Like our headmaster, headmaster Dowdy, he is a bald guy with a beard, shaved head and a beard, just like me. And so when we go out there, we look similar. And it's just he needs the parents to look for a similar looking person. So what you're saying is this is the fellowship of the beard. The bald you have a kind of guys. you have a kind of kinship. <laughs> yeah, yeah except, I like you. Except for the fact that headmaster Dowdy is six three. And I'm not. <laughs> Are we really going to bring up the height thing all over again? <laughs> we, we don't look alike. That's a big, big difference. That's true. That's true. It's like we have our own fellowship, right? Like our own fellowship of the beard. Coming to you fall 2022. A new podcast. Fellowship of the beard. Sponsored by Surfshark. Sounds like something that you would just eat bacon on or something like that. Make fart jokes. Sp- what did you sponsored by what? I think you said Surf Shark. It's oh, one of those man. VPN deals, like oh, Express okay. and whatever. Okay. <laughs> nope, that was. Yeah, one one of those VPN deals. Who knows which one works? If they even do anything anyway, government's got your information. It's cool. It's fine. By the way, this this podcast is not sponsored by anyone apart from listeners like you. There we go. And we appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Straight up. Straight up. Um so so you're being groomed. You're you're his mini me, apparently. That's a good word for it. Except Super at sauce. Our, at, except at our school we have a no pop culture um dictate. So you can't mention anything pop culture. So even talking about Mini-Me is, like, out of the question. But wait, 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 hold on. Is that a real thing? That's a real thing. You cannot talk pop culture at our school. But Okay, but what happens happens if, like, the students are in the the hallway and they start talking about, like, Michael Jackson or 9-11? Those are pop culture things right there. 9-11 is not pop culture. That's history. But like Michael Fine. Jackson, if you overhear someone talking about that, you would say, Mr. Whatever this person's name is, stop talking about that. If I hear it again, that's an infraction. And three wow. infractions, you get detention. I'm sorry, Mr. Christofferson. I'm just staring at the man in the mirror right now. And then I would say, I know what that reference means. Next time I hear anything like that, infraction. What are you saying? I'm bad? All right, that is an infraction. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, they're, they're, what's the rationale although, for although, that? Be, it's because we want, we're a 
a classic liberal arts school and we believe in the classics and things that are pop culture are not considered classics. Hmm. So what if somebody brought up like a Shakespeare reference? Would that be considered okay? That's shit. Yes, that's classic. That's a classic. Okay. Although one one day at one day during Carline, this is a good story. Um, it's topical too. Um, at the back of the when you get to the back of the line, you know students were coming and all the cars behind Headmaster Dowdy were had already had their students in it. So he like waved his hand in front and was like. These are not the cars you're looking for. These are not the cars you're looking for. <laughs> you, you know how you could get out of car duty, though? You should have ran up behind me like, infraction. <laughs> <laughs> then you get on his bad. Well, I actually, that might not get you out of it. It might make you more apt for I don't know. I don't know how to get you out of it. That's I'm minus saying. three demerits right there. Yeah, but it's it was pretty though. funny. He was like, these are not the cars you're looking for. I'll tell you what, though, that might make some very clever individuals if they can mold pop culture through the lens of classical speak. Like if they, they I mean, they could even have their own little secret language. That would be interesting. Mm. If your kids are clever, that is. They, some of them are clever and some of them are just little brats. Like, I hate to say it, but. Like, and they're Welcome wearing to education. Out. Yeah. Yeah. These 12, 13, 14 year olds, man. Some of them. Good kids. Some of them are just jerks. Mm. That's kids. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely kids right there. Wow. Wow. See, now I'm wondering, like, and I can ha- call them jerks, so because none of them are going to hear this. <laughs> you never know. One of your students might be an <laughs> avid listener. I, I, I mean, I hear um, the assistant headmaster Christofferson has has his own podcast. Let's let's give it a listen. You that know, happened you, to me one. That happened to me one time at where I work. Somehow it got brought up. Like, it, yeah, people are creepy. They find things. Awesome. And I actually awesome. can say this is not the podcast you're looking for because that's that's my thing. That's what I well, do. Well, that's the thing that I was about to ask. Is like, what if um, this is topical? I suppose in a way. What if, um, what if, like, you had some random students, fluent in Klingon, and they start talking about Shakespeare, like they're they're reading Shakespeare in the original Klingon? First of all, I would laugh, but I would try not to let them know that I was laughing. <laughs> That's one of those like stern face, stern face, stern face. Don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> And then I would be like, I know what you're doing. Knock it off. And I'm like, you know what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, I'm a nerd. I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then you call him a patak, and that's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. And then I say, language. your pot is weak, and it disgusts me. Oh, goodness. Goodness. All right. Well, Eric, that's what Eric's been up to this week. How about you, David? <laughs> oh, I, I took some, <clears throat> I took a little bit of time off this week, so I've just been mainly bumming around, not not doing a whole, whole heck of a lot. Uh, worked on a business proposal for a potential promotion. We'll see how that goes, 
and then totally forgot that I had scheduled a half day on Friday until one of my people's like, so like, what are you still doing here? I was like, working, why? You have vacation on the calendar. It's like, oh yeah, I did. I don't remember why I did it, but okay, I'm gone. <laughs> I locked <laughs> up and went. <laughs> and I just, I was like, okay, yeah, no, you got me there. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. But no, we just got, love uh, it when that happens. Oh god! Well, I, I don't. I, I do and don't love it because it would have been four hours, and I only took two, so I had to go in and adjust it, which is kind of a B word uh, with the system we use. So it was good and bad. Mm. Didn't really do anything with the time though. So yeah, love it. Good stuff. Love it. Man, oh man! This week has been um, uh, interesting. My students are, are in the throes of their their first um, assignment right now like paper, like writing a paper and stuff. It's like a three-part paper that you work on throughout the semester and stuff like that. And part of it has to do with, um, like, your your vision for, like, the future and the profession and mission statements and your why and stuff like that. And there's, like, one part on there about, like, a mentor, like identifying who, like, a professional mentor is. And I've had, like a couple of students email me about like that particular thing. And like one of them was like, can I use my therapist? I'm like, no, you cannot use your therapist as your mentor. No. And like another one was like, can I, um, I worked on, on like some ethics stuff and some other stuff like related to this assignment. One of my other classes, can I use that? Like that self plagiarism? No, you cannot. Wait, and self, like, self plagiarism. Yeah. How can you plagiarize yourself? That doesn't well, make sense to me. It's your own work. If you're reusing your work for the, like a different assignment, like copying it verbatim, that's self-plagiarism. And not only that, but like um, for almost every single assignment that you use or that, that you submit at the, at the university, we use like the, um, what's it called? Like safe assign or something like that. Yeah, where, like turn in or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. So it can tell if it's if you're ripping off yourself so so there's that (laughs) that's yeah that that's that's been my life and then i'm starting to grade these uh these clinical tapes um that they're starting to do every week now and i haven't even looked at them quite yet so they don't have to be graded until tuesday before class so that's that's good but that's been my life uh, this week. I mean, teaching and um, dealing with like just clinical issues with um, with some of my students. So, yay! Yay! yay. Fun, t- fun times. Fun times. You know what else has been a fun time? Star Trek Day. Fifty-five years, gents. We got fifty-five years of this amazing, amazing show. Um, September. What is it? September eighth, nineteen sixty-six. Um, and um, anyways, we—I don't know um, if anyone out there in listener land had a chance to uh, check it out or not. But there was a live stream that took place on um, on Paramount Plus uh, Wednesday evening. I think it started uh, five thirty Pacific time. Um, so wherever you were in the United States, uh, it was supposed to start at that time. There was like pre-show stuff that started. Um, uh, I think it was like at least a half hour uh, before the scheduled start time. And I think we got to about 
Um, so we're in the central time zone. So we got to 7.45 and it had just started. And mind you, this was only supposed to be a 90-minute event. Anyone that was part of it, it was not 90 minutes. Yeah, I feel like it went, I was like 11.30 when it ended. 11.30 it was, central time. Uh, actually, it was closer to 10.30. I feel like it went past 11. It, it felt like it. That's for dang sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we went. it went for um, just a little over three hours past the start time, right? So, like, um, like I said, it started around uh, quarter to eight here in the central time zone. Um, so it went almost like 10.45 thereabouts is around the time that it ended. So I mean, it was a lot of stuff. A lot okay. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You sent me this awesome tweet right at, or not tweet. You didn't. You tweeted it, but you sent me a text. Right. You didn't send me the tweet about right. Right. Coming fall twenty twenty three. See, it was at Twitter. Ericast Twitter. Find it. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. No, I don't. Ericast Twitter. He sent me. He sent me the text of the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> a screenshot. I am not on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, he sent it to me at. 10:41 p.m. We on go. Wednesday. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, lots lots of fun stuff that happened there. Um, Want to take a little bit of time and talk about it. Um, hopefully not ad nauseum because we have um, we have the show that we need to talk about today. Um, but um, several highlights that took place. I mean, we got to like the the show opened for one with um, um, a Star Trek. Um, orchestra suite. Uh, they played all sorts of different um, Star Trek themes. It was quite lovely. Um, there's only like one tiny little nitpick that I got, and it was just my favorite Star Trek song that I felt like it, they rushed through, like they were playing ahead of the music on. Um, and that was just like the first contact theme. That's it. Like the rest of it, I thought it was pretty darn good. Um, and like throughout the different segments, you got to hear each of the themes. And um, Eric, I think you had texted me and you're like, you know, I've heard this like a thousand times, but man, that Voyager theme. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that Voyager theme is like, objectively speaking, I think it's the best opening theme to any Star Trek show. I really do. Like, I don't think they did like the big, what are they, the big The timpanis? Is that what they're called? Timpanis? That's what I thought. I wasn't sure. I don't think they had those on stage to do that big, like intro part to the Voyager theme but after, even after that it was I mean that thing that thing bangs every time there you go there you go it does it's an awesome piece of music I liked it yeah, the only good thing about Voyager uh. <laughs> oh, oh shots shots fired do, you, do we need to go get the holodeck so y'all can fight it out over some ambujitsu I mean preferably but only if we can, like, actually beat each other up and, you know, knock each other's teeth It's out. fine. You know, I'll do like it. That. I'm just going to read my book. I'm going to read a little newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got ten minutes <laughs> You got ten minutes, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say, like, hearing the, the original series theme played by live orchestra was pretty cool. I mean, they didn't have that, like, women woman screaming that, you know, she does on it, like, that they started in season two. <laughs> right, right. And that, but then, like, I just gotta say, Chase said this before when we recapped Picard season one. Like, he was just over Blue Skies, and I think I'm over it too. 
I mean, Issa Briona sang it well, but I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was how they, they um, ended the night with, like, the live stuff was her singing it. And I I, I knew, I, I mean, I saw the schedule, because, like, like, on the schedule on StarTrek.com, like, they posted everything, like, the order of the panels and what the runtime for each panel was supposed to be. <laughs> and I saw Issa Briones um, on there. I was like, okay, we're doing this. All right, that's fine. And, and like you said, Eric, she's got a very lovely voice. I'm just... It's been a little overdone, in my my opinion. Let's just leave it alone for right now. So, all right, let's play that song one more time on WKTBN. You know, ninety-seven three. <laughs> Shout out to Chase and Eric. His favorite song, Blue Sky. Right, I'm not gonna sing it. Oh man. So, um, several. So we throughout the night. Um, there were like some legacy um, actors, right? That um, that popped up uh, throughout to talk about different aspects and like the, the impact of like a particular Star Trek show. Um, you had um, Garrett Wong, you know, with like the the Voyager section. Um, you had um, uh, George um, Takei, right? Yeah, George Takei. Um, who spent a long time talking about um, him even getting on the on sh- on the show, and um, just like even like the like him butchering Gene Roddenberry's name, Gene Roddenberry butchering his name, um, and I, I really I really enjoyed like the the sit downs and like you know just like the monologues they did, um, like Anthony Montgomery coming on to talk about like you know the impact of of Star Trek Enterprise, um, you know I don't know if both of you saw like all of them or any of them but like were there any um if there, if there were like were there any in particular that stood out to y'all for like those legacy character moments yeah so i i i was looking for it on on how i watch paramount plus and i couldn't find it so I, eventually i found it on youtube and they were like in the middle of the the Strange New Worlds panel, so I don't, I didn't see anything that happened before that. So I saw the Strange New Worlds. I saw the Garrett Wong monologue, uh, the George Takei monologue, um, the the sit down for Lower Decks that Jerry O'Connell like showed up at what he wasn't supposed to. Right, and whatever you do, <laughs> don't mention Sonic. It's not yeah. allowed. Yeah, no mentioning <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, fast. <laughs> Gotta go and fast. Then, and then I saw that panel at the end with uh, uh, Rod Roddenberry, George Takei, LeVar Burton, and Gates McFadden. And I, I enjoyed that. I think thought they all told told really good stories. Uh, yeah, George Takei went on that long story about when he first met Gene Roddenberry, and they both forgot each other's names. And then Gates McFadden talked about how, like, she wasn't a Star Trek fan, and she didn't want to do the audition, but her... Her um, her agent was persistent, and then Lavar Burton is talking about how talked about how big of a Trek fan he was beforehand. He was like, "What do I have to do to get on this?" I enjoyed that. I definitely did. Yeah. There, there. Um, did you did you see any of them, David, at all, or or no? No, like, like I said, I, I beforehand, um, I was engaged in 
other stuff when this was kind of going on and you guys had your text chain going on. I was like, I can't add anything. I can't add anything. There's no, I can't, nope, don't know anything. Um, so I went to look for the stream because it, I mean, I had read that the full stream was supposed to be like archived on the YouTube channel, the Paramount Plus YouTube channel. And it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't on, I couldn't find it anywhere. I found bits and pieces. I mainly just watched the trailers for, for the new stuff. So I missed out, but <laughs> you okay. know, I, 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 I was otherwise engaged at the time when all of it was going on. So sure. maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe some stuff will pop up, uh, you know, maybe I can watch it, you know, post. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I think like one of the most endearing ones that I saw that, um, Eric, I think you unfortunately missed was the one with Ciroc, uh talking about family and the impact of Deep Space Nine and his relationship uh, with Avery Brooks on screen and off. Um, very, very lovely. Um, I think that was that and um, I mean, honestly, just because I'm a sucker for Enterprise, like the, the Anthony Montgomery uh, monologue, I really enjoyed too. So... Um, but apart from that, we got some, some, um, announcements of some, some stuff coming our way, um, that we get to sink our teeth into here pretty soon. Um, and that is a bunch of different, uh, dates for upcoming show, shows that we've been talking about, that we've been speculating about, um, like when they're going to come out, we've known like, like season wise, like it's going to come out like in the fall or early 2022, but like we hadn't had any official dates yet. Um, and I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful that we finally got something. And um, first up was, was Prodigy. Prodigy was one of the first panels to pop up. And uh, we got to see um, the initial trailer for, for Prodigy. We got to see the key art for Prodigy as well. And... Um, of the three that we have like announcements for, like this is coming out when, apart from, you know, Picard's coming out February, 2022. And we'll talk about that here in just a little bit, but of the three dates of sorts that were announced, Prodigy is the one that I am the most excited for. So Chase, would you mind just explaining to me why I should be excited about Prodigy? Cause I, I to be honest, I know like nothing about it. Watch the trailer. I know zero about it. I know you've been talking about it, but like, why should I be hyped about that, that particular show? Well, um, I'll go with some low hanging fruit for one. So, um, the, the hosts, um, on the red carpet, we're kind of starting to compare it to like, um, like almost like a star Wars rebels kind of vibe, um, to it. Um, whether that's going to be the case or not, I don't know. Um, but one, we got Janeway. Okay. Uh, we have a new style of animation. Uh, just the trailer alone um, and like some of the stuff that they're doing on top of the cast, including um, Dee Bradley Baker, who's like the man when it comes to creature um, noises and stuff like that. Um, it, it just seems like it's the perfect recipe. And again, we're moving forward in the timeline as opposed to moving back like we have been um, up to this point for the most part. Um, it it just looks good and like um, I don't know if I want to put money on it, but the ship that's in this show, it <clears throat> excuse me, it looks like a Polaris class um, ship 
and the Polaris class ship has only ever been seen in Star Trek Online, which is actually our in-show ship, by the way. So that was very appealing to me whenever I was looking at it, because um, if you if you like just the way the nacelles are, like they're they're kind of like the struts are kind of out way more. They don't um, uh, they don't do the Voyager. They don't thing. they don't oscillate. Is that the word oscillate? <laughs> The Voyager they don't do the, out thing? The Voyager flappy thing. Yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> um, so it looks more like a Polaris-class ship to me, um, just with several of the shots I've seen. So I don't know. Um, I'll tell you why I'm excited for Prodigy. Let me, let me, add, let me add one more thing, and then okay, I'll, I'll sure. say it, okay? Sure. And the other thing is this, knock on wood, this is going to be the first... Star Trek show that I think the whole family can watch without having to, you know, mute something or shield kiddos' eyes and stuff like that. So that is very, very exciting for me. So go ahead, Eric. Yeah, so that was going to be one of the first things I was going to say. We're not going to see TVMA or TV14. We're going to see TVPG, maybe even G. I don't know. I don't know. TVY, I don't know. I don't know what all the TV ratings are, but we're definitely not going to see TVMA. We're not going to see TV14. We're going to see ratings lower than that. So I think that we're not going to see the 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 language that I think we've all had a problem with. We're not going to see super gory violence that we've all had problems with. Uh, we're not going to see adult content, right? Those you know sexual situations which no Klingon we, boobies we have lamented on this show that we are supposed to be talking about right the sexual stuff we're not going to get any of that so I'm excited for that and right like Chase said he feels like he can watch it with his daughter and Star Trek is something that you know I, le- I learned to enjoy I was introduced to it by my father Chase I don't I don't think you were introduced to it. Yeah, but a lot of people out there were introduced, oh, especially our age, were introduced to Star Trek by their parents. It was something that they could do together, and this feels like something that we could possibly do together with families. And then the other thing that I'm also really excited for is I'm not normally a fan of shows focused around children. That's not normally something that I like, but... I feel like this would work for Star Trek because of that sense of wonder and that sense of joy and that sense of, you know, it's now okay to dream and we can... It, it feels like it's going to be more positive in its in its outlook on the future. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, the Not to take away from, like, what you're saying... Um, but I think in a way it kind of piggybacks with um, something that Alex Kurtzman was talking about towards the top of the program where um, I think Will Wheaton was asking him about um, like the future of like Star Trek programming stuff. And he's like, you know, we don't want to rush anything. You know, we want whatever we do. We want to make sure we do it well type of thing. And he had hinted that, you know, yes, there's been discussions of doing like a start, um, like Star, um, Star Trek um, Academy, like doing like an Academy-focused show. Um, like that's apparently been, you know, in in someone's belt for, for however long now. Um, so 
that'd be interesting to kind of see like these young people, like these young, like these adolescents, young adults, whatever, in Prodigy, and also having like maybe an eventual like parallel with um, with like Starfleet cadets, basically. Um, and like he had actually, and Kurtzman had pointed directly to like Will, like you know, you you know quite well what it's like to be a kid on a star on a starship you know like the adults they they know who they are versus the cadets the young people they're figuring out who they are and what they're good at and stuff like that and thinking like that would be like a fun concept to kind of play with but um, that being said whether there's an academy show that actually does come to fruition or not I'm still like super hyped about about Prodigy and if it crashes and burns, it crashes and burns. But for right now, like I am the most excited of, of it of the three that we have dates for right now. And what was the date on that? So that the the drop date on that one is going to be October twenty eighth. So we're we're looking two weeks after uh, Lower Deck season two ends. So Lower Deck season two will end on the fourteenth of October in twenty twenty one. If y'all are li listening to this in the far-flung future, that's when it was. Um, but yeah, so we'll have like a, a week off from some a Star Trek show before we we uh, pull out a space dock again and get after it. So the um, the other show though um, is is going to be Discovery Discovery season four. That's going to come out in November. So there's probably going to be some overlap. And, um, man, let me tell you what, y'all can't see him, but Eric is like biting his nails right now. He's just so excited. He's waiting I'm with bated breath right now. Jumping for joy for season four of Discovery. I couldn't make that rhyme. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I was trying. Jumping for joy. Uh, did, did you I'm, guys you're, read? You're looking for more in season four? Yes. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, did, did either of you uh, sort of interpret this uh, this trailer as just you know this little teasy thing? Is it, it just seemed to me like another another disaster thing? Yeah, right? I think. I mean, I, I think the idea that they set up at the end of season three of you know the discovery going out and reaching out to all these planets that had been cut off and delivering dilithium from the planet and the nursery doesn't seem like they're going to follow through on that. And nope, just another big disaster. I hate the uniforms too. I hate that they made them colors. I don't know why. Maybe I just got too used to kind of like the, because weren't, weren't they like kind of like everybody was sort of like wearing like some sort of like blue yeah, type blue of deal. And like, trim or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't really like I don't really like the new uniforms all that much. Is that just me? Yeah, cuz like last season like they had their gray with just the one color stripe, weren't they? Yeah. The future ones. Yeah, yeah. but then Gersha Gersha Phillips um, she realized after the fact that like, oh, by the way, these blend into the walls and all like the decorations and stuff like that. So that's why they had to essentially invert everything. See, we were we were inverted. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to go into the danger zone. Maybe they'll look better as time goes by, but for some reason I just wasn't really vibing with them. And it was like the cut 
the cut just seemed kind of odd. Of course, it's not like we've ever really figured out uniforms on this show either. You know, it's either you, you have you have the Picard pole or a full jumpsuit and in Enterprise or you know. Hey, those Enterprise <laughs> uh, jumpsuits uh, were awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, I actually did like those too. It fit. It fit the premise of the show. Um, uh, or elbow pads, or not elbow pads, shoulder pads. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't know. It just kind of struck me as like, it's a small, really small detail, but it's just kind of like meh. And yeah, and that's like what you're, 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 you're totally in charge. Well, and like, and with totally the with charge. the captain's uniform, like the captain's uniform looks, I think, the best um, out of anyone in the sense that it doesn't look like you you messed up zipping, right? Because like, there's like one that's like longer than the other, for if you're a non-captain. It just looks like like your shirt got stuck, or like you, like you you got the teeth off in a zipper. We never quite learned how to use a zipper. Use these darn cheap zippers on here. Can't we get some large tooth zippers? So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how much. Well, I mean, it was on there, so I don't know if it's really spoilery. Did you come in on that, Eric, at all, on the discovery I- stuff? No, they were in during the middle of the the Strange New Worlds um, panel. Okay. Um. Well, I know how you are with not wanting to know anything, but yeah, it was on the thing. I mean, go ahead. It was if it was on the thing, it's out there. Okay, so we found out in the panel, like the discovery panel. Um, it was specifically with um, um, Culber, um, Adira, and Gray, okay, um, their respective actors. And they were talking about found family, and part of what they were talking about was the role that Culber's going to be playing now more as ship's counselor, which I think we all agreed was basically what he was functioning as what he should be doing so um so basically you know dr culber is going to be um uh, a lousy psychiatrist according to captain kirk well i mean that dr culber is not the chief medical officer of the discovery there's that other doctor i keep forgetting her name dr pollard that's right but like Colbert was basically acting as the ship's counselor the last season. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, like, part of, like, but the... I don't know how you can be a counselor to, like, your adopted child, in a sense, because Stamets is kind of, like, adopted Adira. Right, and they did say in that panel there's going to be more domestic stuff between Stamets and Culber this season. Um, and there's going to be, like, the whole thing of uh, Gray wanting a corporeal body once again and st- something like that. There's a lot of to- explaining that they need to do with that story because I'm still not exactly sure how Adira can have a trill inside of her and not die like Riker almost did. Can we, can we yeah. explain that? Like, I'm just, there's so much that we- needs to be explained with that, that whole situation. Can we go back to the spaghetti warehouse and like and talk about this 
can I process it with my past talls? I mean, please. Hey, they could they could uh, they could all sit down in in a meeting room. There they you could. go, Eric. Let's hash it out. Let's just put a <laughs> like, table put a table down at the spaghetti warehouse. Yes, do that. Do Bring that. It. Do it. <laughs> like blue blue skies is playing quietly oh, in the background. There's some complimentary garlic <laughs> bread. No, we'll just have Riker slow jazz in the uh, background, right? I'm sure at this point in the future, there's a CD of Riker playing slow jazz. Riker's Greatest Hits, Volume 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as we learned from uh, from Lower Decks, there's uh, there's DS9 models so that you can, with, with real ejectable warp cores, so why not? Why not have Riker's Greatest Hits jazz out and you know, only only the trombone. It'll be great. <laughs> mm. Mm. I just right. I just I, I don't I don't get the show. I, I was talking with um with my comic book guy, a guy who runs the shop in, in town, because they just put out uh, I think it's like a mirror universe comic. And normally I I like I, I buy a lot of like first <laughs> like first in series just to see if they're any good. I'm not a huge comic book guy, but every now and again, I like to dip the toes in there. And uh, he saw that, and we started kind of talking about, you know, some of the stuff coming out and everything. And he was he was most excited about Picard, which I get. Um, but then we, we kind of started talking about Discovery, and it's it's the same kind of the same sentiment as like what we had brought up all last year about the show is, you know, they wanted to be this big family thing. But not really like a, a real sciency family thing. Just kind of like, ah, you know, we're family. We're gonna hug. You know, we're gonna support each other, uh, and then we'll figure it out, maybe in season five or six. Yeah. But like, it, it's. It, I really want that show to be good because I mean, I really enjoyed season two. I enjoyed season two. I just haven't. I don't know. I just. I don't get. A, I don't get the best of vibe. Hopefully I'm wrong. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt, but um, I mean, I know, look, look, I know people love Discovery. I know that people love Discovery, that it's their Star Trek. That's great. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt, um, but it has not been to me. And I think I, I don't, I think I speak for the gents too, that it just hasn't been consistent. Um, in its storytelling it hasn't been consistent in what it does um like one season it's great the next it sucks i mean there are moments i think of of really right. good star trek in there and then there are moments that i'm just like what yeah. why what why why <laughs> yeah so um i can't remember i don't think that there's been a well, maybe there has. Um, My guess would be thirteen episodes, like normal, and then we would get that would bring us to like the end of February, which is mm -hmm. then Picard. We, I don't steer steal your thunder there, but we got a no, no, no. You didn't steal my thunder. I what I was trying to, to find real quick. Season two, which was just. February 2022. Yeah, yeah, you you hadn't um, stolen my thunder by any means. Like what I was trying to do was I was trying to remember 
if they had announced a season five for oh, for Discovery. Discovery. Oh, yeah, I, which I they they hadn't. Yeah, they hadn't yet. Um, but that does bring us into the last. Uh, well, not the last. Um, we didn't get any announcements on um, Strange New Worlds necessarily in terms of like a release date, but we got a lot of information about like the like some of the characters, like legacy characters, new characters that are going to be involved, and that could be probably its own episode on here altogether. Um, but um, I think that so of course we have you know we have Pike, we have Spock, we have Number One. Um, who has a full name now, by the way. Um, and we also have like some other legacy characters. We have Uhura that's going to be in the show. And not only that, but her first name is now being canonized, which David and I were kind of complaining about that in one of the recent books. Um, like it's like it's being name dropped, like it's going out of style. Um, even though like she only told like a few people that and it was only used in like very, I don't know, quiet moments, essentially. Um, but not only that, but we have um, Nurse Chapel, who's going to be coming back, um, played by Jess Bush. Uh, we have um, Dr. Mbenga, who's potentially going to be, I think, the chief medical officer. I, I mean, I'm only assuming that. And I think the one and maybe only time, or like one of the last times we saw him was um, Private Little War from TOS, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think he's in two episodes. Okay. I know definitely Private Little War, but I think there's another. I'm not sure off the top hand, but I thought there was another one. Yeah. Anyway, star-studded cast. I mean, there's going... Um, by the way, um, I don't know if I'm the only person that is noticing this or has said it, but there have been a lot of comments of like, why does that Andorian look that way? It's not an Andorian. I, I'll bet an you Enar. a buck or six donuts, an, it's an Anar. It's an Enar, yeah. And yeah. well, the the actor who's playing him is blind as is well. Is blind, yeah. So and the Enar are blind, so that's gotta be. I mean, it makes sense, and like we haven't. Gosh, when was the last time we saw one? Like, was it Enterprise? Yeah, it was only Enterprise. in those like two in episodes. the Anar. Yeah, yeah. one episode, I think. So, I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, like, we still get, like, some Andorian vibes without it actually being an Andorian. I mean, because, like, they're more telepathic. The, the Enar, the Anar, however you pronounce it, like, they're um, they're more, like, um, snowy-looking in their appearance because, based on, like, where they live. They're more telepathic. So we might get some, like, Deanna Troy kind of vibes going on. I don't know. Um, he's sad, Captain. He's angry. I sense great anger right now. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, um, but it'll, it'll be it'll be good um, to see that. Um, that what that is the one that I am the absolute most excited for. Um, my wife was sitting on the couch watching it with me, and she's like, "I want to watch this show." And um, she's like, if we um, ever go out to like a Comic Con again, like I want to dress up like her, like pointing to um, Una, like Re Rebecca Romaine. And she's like, look, like I could wear that and you can wear your Riker and we can both be number one. I was like, you're right. We could do that. So my, my wife started geeking out about it, uh, which makes me very, very happy. Um, 
Anything else about Strange New Worlds? I know we're kind of doing a drive-by fruiting. I mean, it. I mean, they dropped a, a Noonien sing on us. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not did. sure how yeah. I feel about that. Well, I'll we'll just wait and see what that. Yeah. that that'll means. that'll totally work out for the best. Is what I'm thinking. Because it, it has before, right? Yeah. A, yeah. Every time. It's gonna be great. <laughs> It's like, no, there is no bad guys here. It's totally fine. <laughs> this is the good one. <laughs> good grief. Yeah, La, is it Lan, La'an? Noonien Singh, I think, is what it was. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's there's been a whole heck of a lot of speculation going on with, uh, with that. So, we'll see. We'll see. But um, I was telling Eric... And you will have heard it here first if this actually ends up being the case. Um, we're, we're about to talk about Picard very quickly before we actually talk about the dang episode that we're going to talk about, by the way. Um, but Picard is slated to come out sometime in February. We don't have an official date established yet other than it's February of 22. And I was telling Eric in um, on text, I was like, wouldn't it be something if Strange New Worlds premiered on First Contact Day? Yeah, I, that, I'm just looking at the calendar here. We got Discovery November 18th. And I'm thinking, like, 13 episodes. That would bring us to, like, February 10th. And then Picard could start February 17th or February 24th if they wanted to take a week off or they wanted to go straight in there. And then if you're 10 episodes after that, you know, 10 weeks, you're looking at May 5th if you're, like, not going to, like, overlap. So, may I don't know if they can make First Contact, unless they want to overlap Strange New Worlds and Picard. Like, I feel like there's going to be overlap between Prodigy and Discovery, but I don't know if they want to do that with the live-action shows. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it would make the most sense because, like, people are going to be like super hyped about First Contact Day. I think people are, get more excited about First Contact Day than they do Star Trek Day. Um, but that's neither here nor there. If if it does end up being um, an early April kind of thing, I think it would be around that time frame. And First Contact Day would be on a Tuesday this year, not a Thursday when these shows have been been um, airing. So that would put us at April seventh. Uh, for a potential first contact week premiere type of thing. So, anyway. But that leaves us with Picard. I know we've been saying Picard this, Picard that, February 22. That's basically all you need to know. So, um, other than we have some new badges and we have a portrait of him wearing like a black version of a monster, yeah, monster like, maroon. Like, I have a question. Yeah. Or a comment or a statement, whatever. Mirror universe? Question mark? Please no. Like, I, I hope this is not what they're doing. Like, Q is not sending them to the mirror universe. I hope it's no. something, some other thing. Because if that's what they're doing, and this Kurtzman era Trek is doing the mirror universe again, I'm taking my shuttlecraft and I'm going home. Like I, I mean, I mean it. I seriously. I think it. I think it looked to me, my my view of it. I thought it was just tapestry, basically. Like one one small change, you have to prove that you can 
whatever. I don't like this. I don't like it. I do, if, if that's what it is, I don't even care what it is at this point. I, I, I'm, I am not very excited about this premise. Because kind of like what Chase said with Prodigy about it being kind of like new and like new ground and like forward, going forward. This just is, it. it's going backwards. It's like, oh, we've got to prove to Q that we're not going to be snapped out of existence or some crap like that. No offense, but Q was my least favorite part of Star Trek, except Tapestry. I did like Tapestry, but that was because it was just so Picard-centric, and he did a great job of going through that story. I do not care about alternate, because it, it, I, I took it as, a, as an alternate universe. Something was changed. Now you have to, like, I don't know, figure out how to fix it. In They gave, like, a time frame. It's like, we have. We have, Three like, days. Three days to do blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, dictator Picard out here. It's like, I just, I don't, I, I, I was excited to see what they were going to do with another season of Picard, even though I thought Picard should have been killed off at the end of season one and we could have just well, went ahead well, he, with. he was. What, well, I mean, but like for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, like completely. And then you could have had like a Rios and like this new crazy crew getting together. Jerry Ryan's here now and you could have done like a cool thing, but it's called Picard. So you got to have now robot Picard I just I, I, I'm just I'm disappointed that this was the trope that they decided to go with yeah so that's like, just me though t- like tapestry is my number one best of Picard moment <laughs> I, I love that episode I think it's like just such a brilliant brilliant episode and yeah I remember telling this to Chase like before we even got to the end of season one of Picard I was like the way that Star Trek Picard as a show needs to end like a series finale is with Q coming back and saying I told you the trial never ended you didn't think it ended the last time we met and so when we first got that trailer and we saw Q saying essentially the trial never ends that's what I told you I was like psyched because I was like that's exactly what I said they should do a year and a half before we actually saw this so I was like excited for that but then I see this trailer and it's like exactly I'm like but that's not ah, I don't know I'm gonna be optimistic but like I don't know I don't know how I feel about it I still have to process it you know the one thing that I'm kind of I'm hoping for which I know they're not going to do is we know from the trailer like it's it's widely out there so it's not like we're really spoiling anything um, we know they're going back to the 21st century whether that's the traditional prime whatever timeline, right? Or it's like some kind of mirror alternate multiverse kind of whatever, okay? Um, I would love it if they went back to like the late 90s just so we could actually get a canon uh, perspective of um, the eugenics war. You know, like with Khan actually being launched into space on the Botany Bay and everything like that. I would love that. They're not going to do that, but I would love that. Um, but, yeah, like, there, there's, like, a lot of questions still. Like, I think one of the bigger ones for me is Jurati. Like, why is she not on some kind of, like, penal why colony for murder? Jail? Yeah, for murder. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just kind of, like, wipe that under the rug and hope we all forgot about it. 
So there's, I mean, there's that. Um, we have a new I, Borg queen. I mean, listen, I, I when I first saw that, I sent Ch T Chase a text message. I was like, Renee Walker is the Borg queen. Because <laughs> Chase and I have a mutual love of 24. That's what started our, like, episode recap and breakdowns back in the day. On AOL Instant Messenger, man. Yeah, so I was like, oh, my God, Renee Walker. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I mean... I, I'm interested to see that. I don't know why you couldn't have just brought back Alice Krieg. You brought back old everybody else, right? Old Picard, old Q, old Riker, old Troy, old Data. Why couldn't you just mm -hmm. bring back old Alice Krieg? But I'm, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with the Borg storyline. Me either. I mean, there's been like some speculation. And I know that some people don't like speculation, but there's been speculation that. Jurati is going to somehow end up being the next Borg Queen. So, yeah, do with that what you will. I'm just going to leave it alone because it is what it is. Um, I, also, I also hope that they that they don't, while going back, that they don't try and use the show as just some like strange social commentary. You know, because like it, when, when we get into like Voyage Home, there was like some mild cracks about the time, the time that we would have been in that they came back to. But it wasn't like overt. It wasn't trying to change the, the perception of the reality of the time. Well, but I, mean, I feel like a lot of a lot of shows are kind of like, well, a lot of just mediums in general are kind of trying to do that social commentary thing. I just I, I just don't want it to be too hard, hardcore and try and like take stances and stuff. Isn't that what Star Trek is supposed to be, though? Social commentary, when you can look at you can look at society in a way. If they you can couldn't. do it objectively, right? Okay. There's there's a difference between objective sure. uh, objectivity and then just blatant like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Well, yeah, and, that, and, and that you, you can have your Wesley Crusher like PSA moments, and you can have your kind of like how we can make it better but the problem is and th this I see in in my world all the time where people are really good about bringing problems but not very good about bringing solutions you know yeah, what and, I mean? and and if you if you remember Patrick Stewart gave an interview before season one even started where he said that the show was a response to Brexit and Trump so like I hope they don't try to make it some kind of commentary on that situation and regardless of what your yeah. political beliefs are either yeah, way right. in that regard well and that's the thing yeah. like i want i want to give um akiva goldsman like some credit um i think it was part of his um was that the strange new worlds panel i think where um he was talking about going back to episodic television and um and he talked he mentioned this thing like you know you got to sugar the pill and like have like those O Henry kind of moments where people don't necessarily realize what's going on until like it kind of just wraps up type of thing. So I think like that's that was the thing that really made Star Trek up to the conclusion of, of Enterprise like what it was uh, with maybe a, a few exceptions sprinkled in here and there. Um, and that has not been part of the recipe that has not been part of the formula so far with the Kurtzman era of Trek it's it's been the the bonky on the head kind of stuff um, it's not as escapist as past iterations of Star Trek shows have been um, and and maybe there's 
there's a case one way or the other for why one why it could be good that way. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, but the thing is, is like more to Eric's point though. It, it's not really about wanting escape, uh, like the escapist sort of thing. It, it, nobody here is uncomfortable with confronting issues. The, the 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 problem is, is that when all you do is you set up like a villainy of a certain thing, but without like actually dealing with realistic solutions to problems and it's just like problem 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 and then you just shoot it with a phaser or something like you know again i don't i don't really want to go too far into this because it, it has nothing to do with what any of us believe on the outside of the world but i i just i, I would prefer my trek to to bring a solution to the table as opposed to just try and be this person's bad this thought is bad this is bad and you're wrong for believing it that sort of thing as opposed to hey there was a problem at this time and maybe this is how we can help fix it or this is how we can move it forward or this is how they fixed it at the time you, you know what i mean so it, i don't i don't need to escape i just need to not have a, a potential specific narrative because like right now just in the world there is very much two sides of everything, <laughs> you know? Right. So right and wrong is kind of out the window. Right. Everything's shades of gray kind of thing. And, and going back to, I think one of like the better episodes of discovery season three was people of earth. And like, and like that whole exchange that happened, like with the earth defense force and the people, people that were living, um, what was over near, um, like Titan or like a Jupiter colony or something like that. Um, and that they realizing like you have more in common than you don't type of thing and like just shut up and talk about it um, so that we can have some kind of common ground. Um, that's the thing about Trek that I think really shines through in the grand scheme of things. And I think um, it's been forgotten um, in, in a lot of ways. So we'll we'll see but like that was that was my concern whenever i was watching the trailer at first like i had like kind of like a like a knee-jerk reaction whenever i heard like totalitarian author authoritarian whatever regime um i was like okay so that's the kind of commentary we're going down right now sweet but for you know we've we had it we've had a teaser trailer we've had our first uh trailer for uh, picard season two so again benefit of the doubt hopefully it wows us and blows our socks off that's i want nothing more than that for it to be an amazing show um and just like we do with our week to week stuff we'll give it a fair shake you know we'll we'll praise it when it's when it's great and we will critique it and say it sucks when it sucks so um anyway february uh 2022 so that's right around the corner i mean we're looking just a few months away from that that errand so Oh. Six months, like six months away. It's fine. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Four and a half, five months away. <laughs> oh, good grief. Everyone, thank you for tuning in today. Um, if um, you enjoyed Star Trek Day, we'd love to hear what, you know, what you're most ex excited about um, with stuff that's coming about. And um, go from there. Um, you know how to get in contact with us. Check us out at trtvpod.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute time limit, and your comments may be used on a future episode. Um, I did neglect to mention that you can also send us an email, trtvpod at gmail.com. If you do want to mail us something, like 
I don't know, uh, a new uniform from Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, please do that. Send one to me at the Lone Star Station, which I can also, if you want to send one to Eric or David, I can get it to them too, but me first, please, because I'm the captain. Find Eric on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can find Eric on Twitter at not Eric on Twitter. Um, he's no, he's got... That's probably a real person. Um, anyway, um, check us out there. And um, anyways, that's it. So um, as we leave here today, remember to always bold to go and make it so.